Welcome to the Prophecy Club. If you listened to yesterday's broadcast, you know that I was talking about that I had listened to a speech or a sermon from Terry Bennett dated April 21, 2020, and I said it shook me. Well, I'm about to let you listen to the same thing. Now, yes, there's a little bit of uh, pauses that I've taken out. We can do that electronically with our wonderful new electronic audio programs. That way you get just the words that he has said. Terry Bennett. So I'll look at the 2020s and the difficulties. Let me say this. I'm going to talk about two different things here. There's what's going to happen in this nation, and then there's what's going to happen in the entire world. We're seeing in this little shaking what I would call what was shown to me to be a swell, like not a wave, but a swell of water. It was not pointed like a wave would be pointed. It was a swell, and it had length across the top of the, the swell of the water, which means this. That swell with that kind of length means that this is going to be a lengthy thing. I'm not saying how long. It already has been, but it's not over. It's going to be lengthy. Following this swell was a small wave. It came and went quickly, followed by another larger wave, about twice the size of the small wave. It, too, came and went quickly, followed by a swell much larger than this one that was from in the vision, from in the experience, from horizon to horizon. That means that its horizon is much larger than this present one, this present swell much larger than those two small waves. But that large swell that I was shown is but a beginning of great difficulty. Now, the judgments of God, the scripture says this, are daily in the nations. This nation and other nations as well. Judgments in the house of God. I believe this being one of them. It's not all that this is, but it is a judgment in the house of God. It's more than that to the world, but it's also a judgment in the house of God. It is showing us, too, how shakable. We thought, well, our economy is doing great. It's not shakable. Think again. These things could not happen. Think again. And this is a small one, small swell. There are judgments in this nation that are coming over the next. I'm going to be rather specific, but not necessarily precise, but rather specific. There are nations that are, there are judgments that are coming to this nation over the next two to three years. And then moving beyond that in the 2020s, there are judgments coming to the nations. Now I'm looking at individual nations versus all nations for a moment. Individual nations versus all nations. Speaking of our own nation, there'll be judgments in this nation of varying sizes. But I would say this to you over the next two to three or so years, four years, they're not biblical type judgments. This is not a biblical type judgment. People may be saying that, but it's not true. And when a biblical type judgment arrives on the scene, we'll know the distinction and they are coming. That's my point. So we're going to have judgments in this nation over the next several years, 
of varying degrees. It is certainly not the end. This is not the end. This is not even that that the Lord showed me years ago. I was thinking David Wilkerson talked about a pandemic coming to New York City. Some people thought he's a false prophet. What do you think about it now? What do you think about David now? So many things that David Wilkerson was shown of the Lord has already come to pass. And some of the things are just in front of us. Anyway, my point is not to defend those guys. As I didn't know David Wilkerson personally. I know John, John Paul Jackson personally. And I know Sadu personally. And I knew Neville personally. And others who spoke of these things. No matter what you think about them personally, whether you know them or not, or all that you've heard about them, there were things said that I know of that have come to pass and more of it's coming. My point is this, though. Pinpointed 2020 as a specific year when the things would start, would start specifically that he was seen. He was being specific. I'm dealing with the perfect storm now. Now it's coming out in the news calling, in some of the things calling this the perfect storm. I've read it. Perhaps you have as well. My friends, let me get to something in, before we end here. Let me say this clearly. If we have in this nation, America, two, three, four, five years, I would encourage you to not waste those years arguing as to what's coming and what's not coming. I would encourage you to inwardly let the Lord go deep and do his work. Listen to me, Church of America. Get out of your play mode and become sober. Get out of your fun-loving mode and become sober. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't ever have any fun, but I'm saying we're in a fun-loving play mode, and these should be sobering times. We are coming into sobering times. We're coming into difficult, more and more difficult times. Even going out beyond the two, three, or so years, in the years following, the rest of the 2020s, it's going to get increasingly difficult in the 2020s. Increasingly difficult. Difficulties are going to be increasing. Difficult times will be in the 2020s. Very difficult times. We will begin to see in the latter part, hear me, in the latter part of the 2020s, we will see biblical type judgments in the nations, including America. We will see biblical type judgments in the nations, including America. I'm not talking about this year or next year or even the year after that. I hear what I'm saying, and I'm not being precise as much as I'm still somewhat being generally specific, but it's not a time to waste. We are going to have major, I saw this in that, that uh, swell that filled the horizon, I saw cars tumbling over in that swell, dealing with the auto industry. I saw planes crashing into that swell, dealing with the airline industry. I saw food, shown to me as bread, swirling. The Lord spoke directly to me. You're going to have major problems with food shortages. In the realm of supply and demand, demand is going to far outstrip supply. Can you hear that? Demand is going to far outstrip supply and the ability to supply. Please hear what I'm saying. Not only is there going to be a shortages of food, there's going to be a, a uh, difficulty in delivering, supplying that food. 
The Lord told me directly, if you were wise and if your government was wise, it would encourage farming again. My friends, I'm warning us. I've said some of this stuff before. Looking down the line, if we have three or four years, please don't waste them. Number one, first and foremost, is the inward issue. Our hearts right here. Receiving God's corrections, his instructions, his warnings, and not refusing his voice that is speaking to us even now. Heeding God's warnings, not out of fear, but out of obedience. But I will say this again. I've said it before. I guarantee you this. If you are prepared inwardly, and if God leads you and however he leads you to prepare some outwardly, you will not regret that. But if you are unprepared, you will regret it. I say that strongly, trying to emphasize the love of God in this, the care of God, God speaking. More and more shakings are coming. More and more shakings. We're seeing now just how shakable everything is. I would counsel us towards wisdom, not doctrinal delusion. Not my doctrines will save me. They will not. The Lord has always done these things. In the Bible, it is clear. And historically, it is clear. Difficulties have always come. Shakings have always come. All these things, even food supplies being hit. There's going to be, I want to say this to us, there's going to be contamination come to our food supplies. That's not all. But contamination is coming to grains, to milk, to meat, contamination to vegetables, contamination. I'm not dealing with blight. I'm not dealing with other things right now. I'm talking on simple contamination. So if you were to go back over 100 years ago, most of the people in this nation were raising their own food. Why is that such a terrible thing to say that you might want to consider gardening if you can? Why is that harmful to us? Secondly, the price of food in those times, in those times, I'm not talking about immediately, but in those times are going to skyrocket. The price, you'll be thankful that you had some food that you're growing, that have food you're growing and that you set aside. You'll be thankful because of prices. Shortages will be of that nature. Prices will skyrocket. So, Things that seem so unshakable are actually quite shakable because the Lord has been abandoned by this nation for the most part and the nations. So that's not 100%, but it's a large percent. Look at the condition of our nation. Look at where things are. We stand on the brink of a division in this nation that will, could be catastrophic and devastating to this nation. Division, civil war type things, civil unrest. This is a time for sobriety. This is a time for humbling ourselves. This is a time of seeking his face. This is a time of going wholeheartedly after the Lord. This is a time to get free of our besetting sin. This is not a time to play games. It's not a time to go back. It's not a time for frivolous activities dominating our entire life. 
of fun-lovingness dominating our entire being. It's not that time. There's a need for sobriety in this. Need to hear the Lord, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. God, give us a church in this hour that knows what the Spirit is saying. This is the time, Psalm 2 type of time, where yes, evil rulers and evil people are doing what they're doing. God's got one thing to say about all that in Psalm 2. Be wise, you rulers, your leaders. Kiss the son, lest he become angry and you be destroyed in your way. I'm not that majorly concerned about the people. I am concerned about what God is saying and what he's saying to me, what he's saying to his people. I'm concerned about what God is also doing in the judgment beginning at the house of God. And I need to understand what it is God would have us do, particularly in humbling ourselves and repenting and getting our eyes focused again upon the Lord and getting back in the fight, back in the conflict, back in the battle and back in the war to know the Lord and for people to get out to the Lord and the lost to see in that humility, to see us humbled before God, to see us no longer finger pointing at the world but taking our own medicine from the Lord. How about that? Do not be like David and take time out of the battle, time out of the conflict, time out of the wars. No time for that. The giants are still there, even in our own hearts. Giants, by the way, get bigger when we believe they're not there, when we can't see them. But anyway, don't go on to the rooftop and take a time out. Wait on the Lord and allow his strength supernaturally to fill us. We're going to see things throughout the 2020 time frame become increasingly difficult. We are not in a time of major biblical type judgments yet, but they're coming even in the 2020s. They're coming. We will recognize them quickly and easily when they arrive, I hope. If we have eyes to see and ears to hear, we will immediately recognize them. For some, it's going to be who are more deaf and blind, it's going to be a little more, bit more difficult. But even there, they will see in time. I want us to pray an ending, closing today. We're no longer in the morning time here. It's been a long message. I pray that has been helpful to us, practically speaking, and particularly spiritually speaking, helpful. I pray that we will not be driven by fear, and we surely will be without the Lord being our internal, unmovable, unshakable foundation and rock. It is not fear that when we hear the Lord, we respond rightly, humbling ourselves. When we hear the Lord, we hear the warnings and take action accordingly and appropriately. That's not fear-driven. That's hearing what the Lord is saying. Those things, two things are getting mixed up in modernism now. You respond to what the Lord's saying and people don't like it because, you know, they don't like that you're getting ready and uh, they're not. And they just want to believe that nothing's going to happen and that's easy. That's an easy out for them. But you're hearing that something is going to happen and you're responding accordingly. People look at you and say, you're in fear. No, actually, you're in faith and you're responding in obedience and heeding the warning. Let's be clear. It is fear, fear. One more time. It is fear that causes us to believe 
that nothing is coming. Fear. That is fear. It is fear that hides and covers up behind its doctrines, believing nothing bad is going to happen when the history of the world is screaming at us all the difficulties that have been in it. And the history of the scriptures are equally screaming at us at all the difficulties there has been and will be. Wake up and become sober, sober-minded, and realize now is a time to listen, to humble ourselves, to repent, to take hold of the Lord and go deeper than ever before. Go deeper than ever before. That If we're going to waste our lives, let's waste it on the Lord. If we're going to waste our time, let's waste our time on the Lord and go deeper than ever before. That's my prayer as we close this morning, Lord, that we go deeper than ever before, that you give us a burning fire, hunger, and thirst for the Lord himself, that, Lord, we receive you more than ever before. We believe and we receive. We believe and we receive you, that, Lord, you be an inward rock in us, that, Lord, the fear of God is greater than any other fear that we are not driven by the fears of man or holding on to this life even. But Lord, you are the life within us and you are our comfort. You are our rest. You are our security. You are that to us. Though man slay us, we shall not fear. What can man do to us? They can kill our bodies, but they cannot destroy you and us. And so Lord, we want to say this morning, be in us greater than what's happening in this world. Be in us greater than what's going to happen in this world. Greater than the intrigues of men, the fear of man, the plans of man, the schemes of man, the schemes of the devil. You, Lord, are greater. You sit in heaven and you laugh at what people are planning and what man and leaders of the nations are planning. You laugh at them. <laughs> And you warned them. And we're going to be talking about some things he was he was mentioning there. David, why don't you go first? The first question that everybody has, I mean, this is pretty uh, deep, but the question that everybody will have is actually from you, and that is, do you think that this is from God? And if it is, do you? Th to what degree do you think it is? I don't think I would say that every word that he said is a thus saith the Lord. It's not on the category of an angel visit or an audible voice, but everything he says, as far as I know, lines up with everything else I understand about those things that are coming. But sometimes there's extra words that we can put in between a thus saith the Lord to help us to understand. In other words, like, it'll start with an internal revolution. Well, there's a whole lot more. I mean, you could talk 30 minutes about what the internal revolution could be, or are we in it? Is it still coming? See, there's a lot of extra things that can be commented on. When he's talking about he's seeing cars and airplanes, in other words, the automobile industry, the airplane industry taking a big fall, well, we can certainly see that happening. But when we have a man of God like this say it, then we can certainly understand it much better. David? From your perspective of hearing people for, of God as long as you have, what are the things that really you want to point out? You know, I'm kind of a city dweller, and I grew up in the country. I grew up with a garden, and so I don't want to, 
I don't really want to have chickens. I don't really want to have a garden. And so that puts a lot of pressure on me. I can tell you that Leslie is not a gardener. And so we would just, I mean, the only way for us to have a garden would, would be some really, really hard times. So that puts a certain amount of pressure on us. But when he says the price of food is going to skyrocket, that concerns me. And he said, you'll be thankful if you've grown your food. That shakes me. When he says there's going to be shortages, things that seem so unshakable are going to be shakable. Now, we know civil war. We know civil unrest is coming. We've been talking about that for a long time. As far as staying humble, seeking his face, yeah, 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 no problem. You know, we've been doing that for years. Stop sinning, long time ago. Stop playing games, long time ago. Frivolous activities, well, I think that the modern American, at least Leslie and I, from time to time, we have to take a break from all this <laughs> this negativity, this prophecy stuff. Sometimes we just have to do something else. Uh, so, but I think that keeps us in balance. But to the average person out there, when he says remove frivolous activities, probably too many of us are doing too many of the, quote, worldly things that we enjoy. I'm just guessing. But going back to what shakes me, I think that the whole part about, like, contamination of our food, you better farm again. Uh, the demand is going to outstrip supply cars and car manufacturing, airplanes and airplane manufacturing and that whole, that's all going to be shaken. Much of what he said enlightened, it added to, it put a magnifying glass, it shined a light on a lot of things that we already knew. So I really, really appreciated what he said. And I've listened to it now two or three times. I'm going to probably listen to it two or three times more. It seems that this is a confirmation of what you've been sharing to the listeners for the last uh, gosh, few weeks now, it's been, you've been saying, look, don't stop in your preparations. Don't stop in just thinking everything is going to go back to normal because it isn't. And now we're hearing exactly what you said, not so much in the, exactly the same words, but really uh, confirming the things that you've been saying. Well, I do think that. I think that, you know, the Bible is the foundation. If it's not in the Bible, or if the Bible disagrees with it, toss it in the trash. Everything that Dimitri said agrees with the Bible. So that's the first thing I look to is the King James Bible, not the other versions. The other ones are perversions, in my opinion. I look to the King James Bible, then I line it up with what Dimitri said, then I start lining it up with other people. We're always looking for the mouth of two or three witnesses. In the case of Terry, I can hear his spirit. I've not met him. I've not had the opportunity to hug his neck. I've not sat down and, and had a meal with him. haven't been to his house. He hasn't been to my house like has happened with so many of the people that I quote. I really know them. I mean, like Pastor Massey, for example, he's been to my home two times. I haven't been to his home, but I've spent a lot of time with him, his wife, his daughter. I know Pastor Massey. I know Dimitri Dudeman. I know Michael Bulday. I know those people. And I know, and like, if you listen to Terry, and I think that that's a place that we all need to strive to be, to make certain that we're not too much in the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Okay, We have to make certain that not too much of the world is sticking to us. We're not enjoying the world too much. 
We don't like those restaurants too much. We don't like those movies. We don't like those other things that so many times that maybe we've done in the past. We don't get too caught up in the world. And instead, like, I, 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 I talked just, I don't even know if I should even say this, but I'll talk just briefly about my life for just a moment. I've got to where the closer I get to the and th- this is one of the things that came on me when I memorized the book of Revelation. I really did. I mean, my wife, our congregation, everyone that knows me says something happened. So Stan changed when I memorized the book of Revelation. I really do believe that I received the spirit of Revelation. I can't watch movies I used to watch. I, I, I can't even tell you the last movie I was able to. Oh, okay, Top Gun. I, I, I can't I can't watch a lot of that stuff that I, I used to watch. Instead, I'll get bored. I just have to turn it off. And what do I do? I go in and I read the Bible. I study the Bible. Um, I'm working on books. I'm working, making, writing two different books right now in the process of. I haven't even told you about that. Um, spending time with the Lord is where my heart is. And I can tell with Terry, spending time with the Lord is where his heart is. That's what we look for in someone. Would they rather be at a restaurant or would they rather be reading the Bible? Would they rather be watching a movie or would they rather be memorizing Scripture? Would they rather be playing and having a good time and laughing or would they rather be writing a book uh, about the Bible or talking to someone? See, what I'm saying is we've got to watch our heart and make, make certain we're not too much in the world. Remember the Bible says that if you love the world and the things of the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. So we have to make certain that we're not too much in the world. And here's a good test. Jesus said, beware when all men speak well of you. So if you have, you're not going to like this. I'm telling you right now, you're not, this is not going to come across too good. If you have too many friends in the world, that can be a problem. If you have a whole lot of people that like you, that can be a problem. That's what Jesus was saying. In other words, when we're walking with the Lord, we spend so much time with him, and we don't spend that much time in the world. I mean, when the grandkids come over, I love it. I love it. And I have to constantly tell myself, no, get out of your office. Go out and play with your grandkids. It's a good time. It's a good break. They need it. You need it. Get out. <laughs> My wife, Leslie, is always telling me, you just spend all day long in your office. <laughs> And what do I do in my office? I'm, I'm working. And it's not just answering emails and researching. A lot of it. I mean, I was going through Revelation 17 again. I've memorized it, but I still go through it. And I'm praying, Lord, show me the deep and secret things. Help me to understand how this ties together with other things. And I still see more things in the Word. Now, now my point is, my point is, if we're walking with the Lord, then we don't have to worry about what the world is what kind of trouble the world is in. Emergency food is almost sold out everywhere. However, because of our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have made an entire truckload available to Prophecy Club in a few weeks where others are totally out or waiting for months. They have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables. HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code S-T-A-N. 
HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we make them available in lots of 10. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. That's one for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, and 40 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. That's miss the mark. Don't take the mark of the beast. Prophecyclub.com.